Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast for the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, on this Wednesday afternoon, as we look ahead to Thursday's eight-game slate in the NHL, are Tim Kalinowski and Nicholas Martin. The end of another week on the podcast. Uh, we get, uh, I think, a, a pretty fun one to break down. A lot of interesting Matchups here, fun, fun handicapping adventure awaits, um, and a, and a lot of fun right off the jump. All three of us are on the same underdog, and it's a big one. Uh, I think it's the biggest one on the slate, actually, and we all like it. Uh, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're plus two thirty-five against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who are coming home uh, after the New York City two-step. Uh, the Leafs are minus two ninety, and the total six and a half. I think you can. I, I'm I'm interested to see what every argument is here because I think you can make a lot of good ones. Um, for the Blue Jackets, and I'll go first. It starts with the goaltending for the Leafs. Like this is not a, a team in a goaltending scenario. You want to lay minus two ninety because they're the goaltending can't be isolated. You look at that defense, and it's not good. It's still banged up. They had a very good effort against the Rangers, I thought. Um, but a lot of that was just their stars showing up and and really making carving the Rangers up in their own end. And throwing the game script off, so you're you're gonna put uh, Martin Jones or Ilya Samsonov behind a leaky defense, and you're gonna make them a minus two ninety favorite. That does not sound like a recipe for success uh, for me, Nick. So that yeah. wait, for first off, there's oh. one goalie. Okay, yeah. Nick, Nick, you don't get two. Okay, we. Well, I was <laughs> to be to be fair, it does suck a little bit that uh, Merzlikens is probably gonna be out, but hey, Jack Reeves just... can do it. Yeah, true. He, he he has so far. Um, and I just think it's a little wide for a Toronto team that's not like completely crimped or just completely dominating play at five on five. Um, and Columbus has stabilized a little bit. You know, they're they're competing. It just it looks a little too long, right? This is saying that Columbus is winning this roughly one and four. Like that's pretty pretty harsh. It feels like one of these sleepy leaf spots that's going to come in and, and be a game. I think so. I like it. We'll see. And I think your point about the Leafs game in New York was right. We were on the wrong side in that one, which sucks. It's one of those ones I just say my hands were tied. You know, they put the odds out and they were wrong to start with. So uh, that was hideous by the Rangers. Like, what what are we doing here? Um, That team has just been completely ruining me on all fronts. If I bet them, they play horrific. If I fade them. I just, I don't even know what to say. Um, but I think that you kind of make the case here. Columbus is still scrappy enough. They've got some depth. If they can stay out of the box, that would go a long ways. Um, it feels like one of these ones to me that's going to be a sneaky, like, close game. Um, so, yeah, I think the number's just too long. Okay, so there we go. We have goalie. We have, you know, number too long for Columbus team that stabilized <laughs> a little bit. And I'll tell you, this what involves no numbers at all. Everyone talk about the Leafs had the flu and how do they overcome this and the dad's trip. And I just think, you know, 
we talk about the going on the road first game back. And it's kind of like a square, like everybody knows it type of spot. First game home from a road trip. But this one, especially for the Leafs, I think has some some real juice to it in terms of it being a tough spot because the dad's trip, they're all sick. They, they dug really deep to pull out, you know, that win against uh, the Rangers on back-to-back nights after Tavares. Okay. Come home, kick your feet up. Dad's trips over. Glad you guys are, you know, city let's get healthy and kick our feet up for a minute. And I just think it's a tough spot. This is the NHL. You know, I mean, they didn't even dig deep. The big boys dug deep and the Rangers just let them walk all over them. Uh, And I think, you know, Toronto's still a little susceptible on the back end. And if Columbus can just make this game a little scrappy, a little close, make it tough, do basically the exact opposite of what the Rangers did there. And we're just talking about how the Leafs hadn't been that convincing, like around the Ottawa game. And basically the Nashville game and that Rangers game were kind of two of their best showings. But I still think some of the problems are there. So for a team that's probably fairly power ranked, like right around nine with wool in the net, I just this number looks pretty good. The line got like went in Toronto's direction too from open, which I was like, I was like, oh, do we hit Columbus now? And it's gone that leaf way. Yeah, I think you can probably afford to afford to wait. That's usually the case with these bigger um, underdogs. Yeah, this is just it's too long. It's not a bet you win uh, more often than you lose. Which, but that's what happens when you're betting underdogs. So uh, join us if you have the cojones on uh, Columbus catching a red-hot Leafs team 1-0-1 on the road trip uh, in New York. All the problems are solved. All right, on to the big board. Like I said, eight uh, eight games to talk about. We'll save a few for the end when we talk about our best bets. We're going to jump off the top with uh, Knicks Capitals as a plus-115 underdog in Philadelphia, catching the Flyers as a minus-135 favorite, and a total of five and a half. The unders already taking money here. It'll all likelihood be Carter, Carter Hart. Uh, Erson got the, the nod. Uh, for Philadelphia in Nashville. I liked this angle against the Predators. It, it worked out the the overtime because I just think that the Flyers games, even when they are the favorite, are just going to end up being so tight because they just don't have the firepower to put teams away. But on the conversely, they are always going to have the effort and the structure to, to keep teams within reach. Um, so not a not a bad look here, I don't think, with two teams that profile pretty, pretty low event um, and they want to keep things that way. Uh, considering the, the the talent level they both possess. Nick, going against your Capitals again. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it, which probably means you should bet against them because it's been every time I decide I want to just fade them, they come up with a good performance. And then the games where I'm like, ah, I just want to enjoy this one, they don't show out. They lose six zero to the Coyotes. Um, but I, I think Philly is a slightly better team here, and that this is a a reasonable price. I like your overtime angle. Like the Caps really don't have much goal scoring upside. I think this, even this little mini boom is not going to keep up for long. Uh, I was disappointed to see the totals of five and a half. I thought we'd get six here. I know him got some in, but I, I think the under would have been a great look. I, I still don't think I'd play the over at five and a half, but it just sucks that that's the way it went. And yeah, both these teams are really just doing a lot of similar things. Phillies had a better overall game. And I, I honestly kind of wonder if they don't have more offensive upside, but they're both really just looking to play a good, solid, structured team game and let their goaltenders thrive, which that's the other thing. I think Philly's actually defended a hair better, but the Caps, like Lindgren has just been ridiculous. Uh, Kemper's been pretty good too. So 
yeah feel like some sort of a close Philly win is kind of what I'm expecting here. And that's why I'm on them. Nick, I listen to you. The Capitals suck. That's why I'm here. I, yeah. I listened to you. So I like Philly, especially because, and you said it in our group message last night, you're like, Philly, they're like the most consistent, you know, effort team in the league right now. If you just look at it on a game by game basis. And I've kind of been saying for a while that, I feel like I can guarantee Philly effort pretty much every game. And that's yeah, like they really happy. haven't had any, like I'm looking at their games right now, trying to think about the ones that were like a thorough disappointment. There's really hasn't been many. And Off of my mind is the Ottawa game early in the season, like the, the second game of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to like, that point too. So we talked about it at the start of the week. I think it's like a big swing week. If uh, they go three and O or what maybe will be two Oh and one now with that loss in Nashville, which they're, pretty damn good in that game too um and they did have samuel urson in there torts is down to 14 to 1 some places to win the jack adams i still think like if you can get the best numbers out there keep your eye on that especially we know they probably won't get updated after these two games if they go 2 and 0 like you look at where they're at they have a plus nine goal differential they're 15 10 and 3 their underlying numbers are pretty good and you know we're like they're 28 games into the season now they could be 17 10 and 3 by the end of the week like i just feel like peop, this is about to pop off to people just looking at them in like the same way as the favorites in that race right now so that's kind of what i'm definitely trying to keep my eye on the numbers this week and hoping to add there i i freaking love this philly team i love them i there's I mean, it's Philly, right? I'm a Boston guy like they, I think they, everyone they, they, thinks that. They don't want to love them, but you got to love them. It's just like they, just a bunch it, of dogs. Yeah, and um they they just bring it. It feels like they bring it every night. So incoming Flyers dud. <laughs> what's the six game losing streak? What's that guy who's just the meat or like the meme or the clip where the guy is just calling everyone he plays football with a dog? That's like the Flyers. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, dog, dog, that. dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, some uh, some rare NFL talk out of me is that they remind me of the Ravens and like the the aughts, like they're a team that you want to hate so badly, and then you see them come out there with their beautiful uniforms and the black tinted visors. You're like, these guys rock. <laughs> uh, okay, enough NFL stuff. Senators and Blues next. The Blues midnight last night as everybody was wrapping up watching Connor Bedard versus Connor McDavid and, <laughs> on a on a wonderful broadcast from the worldwide leader in sports. Uh, just an absolute professional operation. Uh, for that game. Um, great job putting it on at 10 p.m. as well. All the, Just hitting all the notes uh, that you want to see. Uh, the Blues come out and, and, and fire Chief Craig Berube. Uh, he gets he gets the his pink slip third coach in the NHL to, to lose his job. He, um, yeah, like 12.45 a.m. Eastern time. The Blues had just lost to the Red Wings. Uh, another game that we were um, on the losing side of, but that is the thing we want to discuss now because I, I know Nick is on the side. I, I, I'm not sure about you, Tim, so I'm sorry if I'm speaking for you, but um, we all wanted to bet the Senators here. Excuse me, me and Nick wanted to bet the Senators here. Um, and the new the new manager, the new coach bounces. It is scary, and I thought what you said earlier, Nick, was true. It shouldn't be. It's 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 sh- like these kind of intangible phenomenon shouldn't scare you, but it's in the back of your mind. We're we're human beings. Like it's 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 tough. Yeah, and I mean the Sens might have a new coach bounce if they lose this game. So <laughs> that's that. what I was gonna Craig say. Berube, Craig Berube <laughs> might be coaching them. 
could, yeah, just he should just well, still come with the team there. here. Stay, stay there, in, yeah. stay in St. Louis. I mean, I didn't even want to bet the Blues Tuesday because I think they're good. I thought they're getting the wings in a great spot. I think they could have won the game when it was 1-0 and Hayes missed the empty net that transitioned for the 1-1 goal. I thought that was a pretty huge swing point, another big break for the wings. But, I mean, the Blues, this roster is bad, right? Like, they're not going to... I saw people talking about them compared to the Oilers bounce back and the Wild bounce back, and there's a pretty huge difference there in that this is a roster nobody thought would be that good to begin with. And, you know, that doesn't have as many signs bouncing back. So, yeah, I did think that they would win on Tuesday. I also don't think that the team is that good. And I had been wanting to buy on this Sens group. Um, so it scares me a little bit. You get something like that catching the player's attention. But I had thought, like, this was kind of exactly what we said, right? Like, I predicted you guys this game would open at Pickham and it would be a good bet on the Sens. So I feel like I have to stand by that a bit. But it's just... A little scary even though like i don't know it, sh it shouldn't be like these I, I think the senators are a better team than the blues right like i think if we really look at it their roster's better they're supposed to be a better team i still think their underlying results have been more impressive uh bennington's coming down to earth and and the sends goalies have kind of picked it up so when we look at it like i think this team deserves to be a favorite over the blues it's just yeah a little scary coming off that Brube firing. Yeah, well, great job uh, convincing me uh, there, Nick. I, <laughs> I I had no answer in our uh, rundown here because I wanted some clarity on what you guys thought about the you know new coach. Uh, you know, well, those are my out. thoughts. You know, like it, I think it, the better team isn't isn't favored here. So at the end of the day, I I have to say sends or pass. But oh. what's what's we gotta uh, get Evan on this new coach thing, Tim? No, and and look, Evan on the new coach thing. But you know, obviously we're we're not we don't stand a chance, you know, it's NFL season. But they <laughs> I I will say when you think about the reason why teams, you know, tend to have that quick sugar rush with a new coach, you know, a lot of times it's a guy where we've seen it, like Barube comes in and cracks the whip. Or, you know, the Woodcroft firing was like, This is your guy's last chance, you know, like you we're we're figure it out. You know, we're doing everything we can. This one, you know, Barube, as quickly as he came in, he's out the door. I feel like the the Blues, well, I don't think they're going to completely do a 180 here. It's like, thank God that guy's out the door. A lot of young players on this team that could be like, just thank God that guy's out of here. And so that's uh, why I like, I have reason to like, see why they could have. Well, and the, he didn't get as much of a cherry picked spot. It's not a bad spot. Uh, but like the Hawk or the the oil and the wild really set their guy up with just like a free game. Like right. the, the the Heinz first game was like the Hawks on a back-to-back -back or something. They were like minus 300. Like it's just the perfect way to let everyone get happy and get rolling. Knobloch made his uh, Oilers debut against the, Caps, the, New York, right? the New York Islanders. Or the, oh, the Islanders, the Islanders traveling in. Uh, Matt Barzell scored 20 seconds into that game and then the Islanders didn't score again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think... I think it'll end up being the senators for me here. And it'll be fun to to watch where this number goes because I think it's pretty clear that the senators would be the, the side that takes money if all things were equal. But yeah, like I, I do think wonder, the sharper I do... thought process here is like the senators, they have a better roster. They have a team that's put forth more respectable results. Yeah, it's not and... a bad spot. It's like there's nothing, there's really nothing else nefarious here except for the coach. So it'll, it'll, I just, I'm, I like watching where the money goes in situations like this to see if, if, 
if uh you know the sharper bigger betters do think that uh a new new coach bounces is something to to act on flames and wild now so one of the teams that that has a new coach uh minnesota wild they're the Wild are minus 142 at home, wel- welcoming the Flames, uh, who are plus 120 on the road and a total of six. I uh, liked Calgary's effort in uh, Vegas on the second night of the back-to-back. End up uh, losing in overtime by four. Calgary without Tanev. It's, it's, it, it feels like things are like they're in the middle of a, a little bit of a storm here. So uh, y- you do wonder if, if, if the, the roster depth does get tested. I do think this number looks a shade high on on the wild, uh, considering you know the, the the run they're on right now, and that this Calgary team does seem pretty competent. And I do expect this number to move towards Minnesota, um, so I think you can probably get Calgary at, 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 at an even better price. But it would be Flames or nothing for me. Yeah, I had this one looking about fair. I'm right there with you. I think the Flames have had. We talked about their schedule has been horrific and they had a really competitive start to the road swing with that game in Colorado and then the next night in Vegas and if you're a Flames fan holy crap was that painful to get one point out of those games I don't think it gets much worse than that um but they're they're still scrappy I think you know hopefully we kept a couple people off just punting on like the night's regulation and that last night um yeah I'm never excited to play Fade the flames at these kinds of prices. We always say it because they always just seem to make it competitive and they've shown it so far this week, but it is starting to get like a pretty horrific scheduling spot. And I do think the wild really are kind of about to come on. Like I'm kind of buying what they've got going here. It still seems a little crazy to look at them being 10, 12 and four. Um, so yeah, kind of just two teams that I didn't really want to touch in this spot. And also the flames, the wild beat the flames five, two, not too long ago. So, I mean, it's, it's do that with what you want. Take that with what you will. Um, the I don't do the flames anymore. I don't do them. They, I, I, I think I don't these do spots, flames. though, because the thing that I'm hoping people aren't going to rate enough is that this has been one of the most ridiculous schedule months ever. Like when you look at it, it's like they're just playing all the top teams. I guess maybe it's a little ridiculous to clump the wild as like a tough scheduling spot already, but they really haven't had like much of a break and they've had some tough travel. So I'm wondering if maybe there gets to a point where there's like a, I don't know. They always get so much credit though. The flames from the odds makers, who knows though, there could be a a time to buy on them. Yeah. Not to Francesa here, but stars, avalanche, Knights, stars, Canucks, wild, hurricanes, devils, avalanche, Knights, wild. Like that is a, that is a stretch. I, but I, it's crazy. They, they are like, as much as we said that Philly's like a good bet to be competitive, the flames are a good bet to be competitive, they but are. they're also That's... a great bet to lose in horrendous fashion. Oh yeah. And they've got they're they really are kind of an interesting team because they've worked so hard and they do compete really well, but you look at it and they don't have the star power and they've had some good stories. I still love the back end, but it just, it feels like it's so hard for them to win games. Um, yeah, next week they get some tough spots too. I could see us on them. Maybe <laughs> Maybe that just games. means you're not that good of a team. Yeah, I, I think at some point this team is not that good of a team. Panthers and Canucks now. Um, Florida's minus 115 on the road. Vancouver minus 105. And uh, the total here is sitting at six and a half. Uh, I was on uh, Sirius NHL radio today and they asked me who, if, if you put odds aside, who would just be my pick to come out of the East right now. And I, I picked Florida. Um, and I think I stand by that. This I think that this Panthers team 
probably should be, and, and the record's not going to show it right at this very moment, but they should be kind of given the same re- respect as the big dog, the other big dogs in the East who who got off to better starts results wise. Um, that that being uh, Boston and, and the Rangers, because when you consider what Florida's had to deal with compared to those teams, um, it's it's been a little dicier uh, roster wise and the short the shorter off season, all sorts of stuff and. They've just been wholly impressive, and and there's still room for this team to improve. Um, and I don't think that they're going to they're getting priced um, like that. And maybe I'm I'm a little too high on Florida. Um, but uh, this number does seem a little cheap on the Panthers, even on the road here. Um, it, it w- I will say, I will say, we might not know how to how to uh, handicap a new coach bounce on the show, but we do know how to handicap. Roberto Luongo night in Vancouver. It should be a nary a, a dry eye in the crowd. So make sure to adjust that uh, into your numbers here. But yeah, I, I can I can kind of see myself on the Panthers here, Nick. I like the Panthers here. I think they're still a slightly better team than the Canucks. So I don't mind getting them at this kind of a price. I also, it feels like one of those spots where I don't care too much that it's on the road, right? You just had kind of a letdown game in, in Seattle. Um, I still look at it, I think, Panthers slightly better team they're a little deeper and the way that the decor has kind of been surprisingly solid all three units I just I think that I'm right with you this Panthers team is really really good um if anything what like I guess special teams and Demko but it just feels to me like this is a team that deserves to be a slight favorite here so I like it we can always point because I feel like we're kind of uh almost coming off as like Canucks haters a little bit the last stretch, but I think we can always point to the start of the year when we were probably the most pro Canucks pod out there, like on all these takes. And I really, really have paid attention to the Canucks and I think both these teams. And I just feel like right now the Panthers are playing slightly better hockey, even if uh, maybe the hype is a little more there around the Canucks. Yeah. I mean, Look, I've hated on the Canucks. I feel like a lot here, faded them a lot. But I mean, I have a Canucks seventy-five to one Stanley Cup ticket. You know, like we 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 talked a lot about the Canucks at the beginning of the year. Leboff, you brought up a good point that you classify uh, the Pan- the Panthers need a little more respect and should be put in a in a with the classes of price like the Vegases and um, you know Dallas. You know, we talked about it's a good answer on Florida out of the East because we talked about it a week or two ago that. You know, they were on the board, what, 22 to one, I think it was, or 16 to one um, to win the cup. So like we, we talked about Florida too. I love this Florida team. And so I, while you guys were talking and talking about, you know, respect, I tried to look at a similar spot for this game and what a, a, um, you know, top caliber team was priced as a week or two ago. Um, the devils played at Vancouver, no rest advantage here for anyone. Um, and the devils were minus 125 favorite at Vancouver. So you look at this, um, it's not quite at 125 yet. I feel like money could come in on the Panthers. I think that's exactly how I got to the Panthers at minus 115 at the time of recording. Okay. All of us on on Florida. Uh, all right, on to the final game before we get to our best bets. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about Friday's six-game slate um, as well. The Chicago Blackhawks plus 195 uh, in Seattle take on the Kraken. Seattle's minus two forty, ish, and the total six. It's I say this a lot on on in a lot of different handicapping conversations in a lot of different sports. 
I would love to see the person laying the minus 240 on Seattle. I know Chicago's not bad, but you can you trust this Seattle Kraken team at minus 240? They don't get saves. They've got a minus 23 goal difference. Two wins in the last 10. They should trend up a little bit, but even at this point when it like trending up isn't doesn't take you to like a 600% point percentage team. It takes you to 500. Um and that's asking a lot out of this team. So it's ugly for Chicago. It does feel like this could be a really, and, and it's been bad for a while, but like it could be one of those classic long, long stretches of, of losing hockey for a tanking team uh, in the NHL. But with, uh, with a goaltending slight advantage, no matter who's in net for, for Chicago, Bedard, I, I would begrudgingly play the Blackhawks here uh, around two to one. It's, it's more of a fade on Seattle than anything else, Nick. I actually, I don't think it's that bad on the Kraken. I'm not doing it, but I've been waiting on spots to spots to bet them. I kind of think they can come in and take advantage of this spot and just like they have such a significant. The Hawks right now are the worst team in the league. Like that's with Korchinski out and with Jones out, they're the worst team in the league. If they played San Jose tomorrow, San Jose yep. would be a favorite, and I would probably bet them. So I think that that's where I just think this is reasonable. I don't know if it's a lot of fun, but I can actually see how the number's this big. It, it feels like everything's gone wrong for the Kraken, but at the end of the day, when you you know price out the way the rosters will be for this game and the way the gameplay should look, ugh, it's ugly. I don't know. The, the Blackhawks have the least amount of points in the NHL right now, so that the absolute bottom of the barrel, 32. The Kraken are in the like, 27, 26 range in points to the league and they actually played uh, 30 games where a lot of teams haven't. So even if Chicago's way worse than the Kraken, it's, it can't be by this much. Like even if Seattle's a little better than they've been playing. There's AHL teams with a better defensive core right now though. Like with Jones and Korchinski now out, like it's, it's pretty bad. Seattle's not at full strength either though. You know, like it's, I, yeah. I, I just don't like that's when you're telling me like I know Nick you're good you're I right, might have like, to do it I'm I'm kind of coming around that I might have to bet on the crack in here I can't I just think this is a good spot for them to come like they need this and they yeah like, but it's, it's the it's bad. the goaltending too it's not just like it's if if they were but I like play. I think they'll control play to this number right like I think yeah but it, it I think when you're you're looking at a, a goaltending situation where it's not even like a guy like Grubauer at this point where you're like, yeah, he's been bad, but he his numbers, can't, he, like he can play much better than his number. Joey Decord and, and Dredge, who, whoever's going to go in goal, like even if they control 60% of the game at five on five, you could just get completely undone. Completely yeah, undone. But I mean, and they probably will. Like if you look at it over the last 10 games, the Kraken have a 50.9 expected goals percentage. That seems about right, right? Like I feel like we paid on paid attention and we're saying like this isn't a team that's lost eight in a row bad. And like you say, the goaltending is scary. Yeah. Um and but it's I not and they, they don't also and I know that they kind of run them over here. They could. And they can still lose five four. It's uh that's that's the scary thing with a, a, a favorite this chunky. It's just yeah, if they had if they if they had Casey to Smith and goal, I'd be like, all right, this is fine. I'm just gonna <laughs> pass on this one. I I don't have faith that Seattle can run away. You know, I feel like they don't score. To, they're not dangerous enough to run away. And Nick, I I think 
you're right in the like uh, control sixty percent of the game. Uh, you know, this number is indicative of that. I would tip my cap. Yeah, I think Seattle could control 75% of this game. You know that team, Nick, the Calgary Flames that we get fooled into every every other week? They control like 95% of the games they play. Like, you know, it, maybe the like the Seattle team is just kind of feels like uh, <laughs> the Calgary team a little bit. Yeah, they are. They to- I mean, and it's like the first year crack and it really is like yeah. they're it's they're so similar to how they were that first year when everyone thought they'd be sneaky good. And then they just lost so many close games and the goaltending was the league's worst. But I still look at this roster and I I don't hate it. I think they do have some pretty huge edges in this game. Um, I don't know. Maybe you want to get on our guy Beniers to get some Maybe. points. Yeah, I, don't I like that. that. I get you. I still, I'll like be that there. line's dominating. That or the Tolvin and Gord Dorkstrand line is still really good unit. That it's going to get some unreal matchups in this game. So, ooh, I don't know. The Kraken, the Kraken, Kraken hockey, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right. Before we get into our best bets, uh, Nick, let's just, if you want to breeze through, uh, the slate on Friday night, six games on the docket, some interesting ones. Sharks are in. Arizona, look out. Oh, please, Yotes, please do it. Look out. Um, <laughs> Buffalo in uh, Vegas. Ducks uh, in the Big Apple taking on the scuffling Rangers. Preds, Hurricanes, Islanders, Bruins, uh, Stars, and Sens. Anything here that jumps out to you? Uh, Before you I mean, go, could... Nick, yeah. we'll, learn, we'll learn what the odds makers really think of the Yotes when this line gets I know. Out. I bet it'll be like Yotes minus 150. Oh, really? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Am I wrong? Here? I was going to go 175. Yeah, go we'll see who's going to be back, I guess. is I think Jersey's close. Uh, maybe that's hating on our Yotes a bit. I just feel like if you make it much bigger than that, you're going to have people people flooding the Sharks. Sharks are on know. fire, man. The Sharks they keep, are... Well, they played really good last night. I, I know. thought that that price was too much of an adjustment, and I'd say uh, Mike was proven very correct because they definitely deserved that win. Um, they're only uh, the one spot I think when we're talking the weekend. I think that Canadians versus Islanders game on Saturday is interesting. I would love to just catch a nice big number on the Canadians, who we think are such a good team. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, that's a tough spot for the Isles, um, for sure. They they'll be on the second night of back to back, and and right after it, uh, what has already been a pretty successful home stand. Uh, so I I would. You know, I think I'm the happy, I'm happy we're not doing the podcast for Saturday. So I'm going to say because uh, don't worry, there'll be some next week, Mike, where we have to. No, uh, yeah, nothing really actually like jumped out to me right away uh, on this one. I do think I'll probably be on. I could find myself on the Ducks against the Rangers because um, I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, the blue shirts will go with uh, Jonathan Quick. It's a back to back, a front end of the back to back, and I know Quick's been good, but. I'm still going to try to beat them uh, with with big numbers. And uh, the Rangers' defensive play has, has started to fall off a, a little bit. Um, a lot. So that's, that's yeah. But, lot. I mean, you look larger sample. And, and yeah, yeah. it seems yeah, you still get, yep. look like that. Well, uh, Quick is legit Marty Brodeur's right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm Oh, and they defend, sure. like, gods whenever he's in the net. And then I don't know what their hate on for Shesterkin is, but it feels like he gets in there and they're just like, ah, whatever. Demand a trade, but, Igor. Demand a trade. Yeah. Come on. Uh, all right. Let's go to best bets for Thursday night. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. 
then. Uh, we'll start with yours, Tim. You're looking into the Canes and Red Wings. Carolina's minus 150 in Motown. Detroit plus 125 and a total of 6.5. Uh, as we speak Detroit with a yeah. guts, gutsy win the other night I, I think like full credit to them for just coming out of that one uh there's some spots where you just it just getting the win is is the most important thing and uh they did that with uh with Perron and Larkin out and tough schedule spot in St. Louis which we were all on I'm uh yeah I'm I'm buying on uh on Carolina right now I I just think that they're you know they've maybe I'm little wrong here for just continuing to like handicap them like the hurricanes of the the last couple of years but not much has changed from their roster i know like the pieces haven't fit perfectly well and they have goaltending questions but i i really i believe in the dna of of the hurricanes at least in the regular season and i'm not a huge believer in the red wings we know that their roster is you know not at full strength with especially with larkin and the perron situation and I just, I think it's a little, I feel like I'm getting an opportunity to get a, a good team and like a shorter number. So I'm just going to continue to buy on Carolina here. I, I always talk about, I uh, hear you guys saying like, oh, the Wild are a team I'm looking to buy on. And I always kind of forget to do that. And so I'm trying to like be true to my word here and say, I like this team and continue to buy them as if the price is right. So that's why I land on Carolina. Yeah, I love the Canes here. I think it's a really good bet. Um, I still think, their overall process has been much more impressive, deeper roster. And the wings just continue to find ways to get everything in the net. But I, I think a lot of it has been favorable puck luck. Like you see some of these scrums that are ending up in and just breaks like that. Like these, there's a reason these shooting percentages don't hold. And I think in time they'll come down to earth and you're getting, and more of the play, I think is still just with Carolina. Like you say, this is a team that's going to get going. If they can get any goaltending at all, they still should be one of the best teams in the league. So I, I like the Canes and another huge, huge game for them. Like this is insane to look at where they are in the standings, even though it's not too bad, but they're right in the thick of the wild card race, which is something new for them. And with just Svechnikov out, they're pretty much at full health, still just such a good roster and, and playing really well. And, you kind of got a like, I like you go back to Kochikov here, right? After you have to, yep. Performance. I was about to say, so, and, and the goaltending isn't isn't a gigantic concern when you're taking on the Red Wings, who are carouseling three goalies, two of which have been pretty poor, and the other one's Alex Lyon. So, well, it a, is concerning though when they finish every shot. We need yeah, someone that's true. Not do what Bennington did uh, yeah. the other night. But, uh, yeah, I think it's I think Kochetkov's about to get a run here. That's just what it it he's got no choice. Like you you, you know what you're gonna get out of Ranta at this point. So you just gotta let uh Kochetkov kind of weather the storm. And and one interesting thing about the Hurricanes uh overall record here, which is 15, 12, and one, and like you said there, uh just basically when you look at points percentage would be in the thick like the 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 last team eliminated from the playoff picture right now. Um They've played 17 games on the road compared to just 11 at home. And we've seen over the past few seasons that this team at home is uh, you know, quite good uh, when they get the matchups they want, the last change. And they just seem to, I don't know, maybe they're energized, but they're 7-10 and 10 on the road, 8-2-1 at home this season. So uh, a run could be coming here for Carolina. Yeah, I don't think that laying this kind of number on the road is, is a bad idea either. Uh, all right, last one we'll talk about this week is Tampa Bay. In Edmonton, uh, Nick and I both have best bets here. Different ways of looking at it. Uh, might be 
what gets us to the bet ultimately. You you like the total. I like the Lightning, who are plus 130 on the road. Edmonton minus 155. The uh, total is at six and a half. I think that there are just some, there are going to be some teams against Edmonton that can play with them when it looks like a game like this. It's going to, the total's high. You like the over. I like the Lightning. They just have the firepower to keep up. I know I just went against the Lightning in Vancouver, but it's it's a different situation when you're when you're looking at what should be a more a, a game with a lot more breathing room, um, where Tampa can 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 hang around and uh, if if they do get the goaltending, which they should have a significant edge in the blue paint here, uh, they're dangerous to to upset these odds. So I like the I like the Bolts. Think that now is a decent time to to sell high on Edmonton after uh, eight wins in a row and everybody. Kind of just forgetting that they started the season three nine and one. Um, what say you, Nick? Yeah, I think the time will come when the Oilers start to give up a few more goals and look a little less dominant defensively. Um, I still don't think they're going to be this this good on that end of things. And the Lightning—they're getting a little desperate. You look at like it's almost like some of these years, and I guess the Oilers are almost still in this boat where you just completely had McDavid and Drysaddle dragging the team in spots like this. Like I think that's what the Lightning will be tomorrow night. They really need these points they need this win and i like the fact that it's just going to be i think big minutes for kucherov and those guys power play can do damage and i don't see them necessarily shutting down the oilers i don't really think i see that for anyone right now so it just feels like such a good spot for both teams to get to three and i think that this one can definitely break open um so yeah i think the case for the over is pretty pretty reasonable here it's just two electric power plays and and an Oilers team that's maybe getting a little overvalued defensively. Like even if the underlying numbers are strong, it feels like this is probably kind of like the peak of the market in terms of them suppressing the opposition offense, I think. Oh, you want me to go here, Lebo? <laughs> you looking at me? <laughs> I know. I I mean you you guys beat the thing to death. I mean, I I um I would say that I really like the over angle because the uh, excuse me, Tampa Bay is a team that can make the Oilers kind of pay for being, you know, leaky on defense. So, like, that's that's the first criteria I need. And then I think, you know, Lightning haven't been uh, steel curtain themselves. So, like, I just close my eyes and it's as simple as everyone get to three, which, you know, now it's going to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, the Lightning's D has been bad. Like, realistically, yep. it's been mid to bad. So, even with Vassy, I get that that's always a little scary but you're also going to see the others create some chances that really just i don't think anyone's going to have a chance to save so um it, it's getting like, scary with the lightning though like if they like yeah i know i've been saying i don't it's like a 50 50 question at this point like yep oh. i think it's fair uh to say it's and the east is it's it's so hard to kind of suss out uh, the playoff race there because you ex- you're we're ex- wait just waiting for the Devils to kind of surge. It looks like they're doing it, um, and the the picture just hasn't come fully into view yet. Uh, so, but we'll save that. But even then, that's you got the Devils cert if they take a spot and the Canes are still outside, right? Like it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, and you know you can you can write a couple teams' names in in permanent marker and uh, the Islanders, one of them, and make you never sure you write that in a. In a pencil with a handy eraser nearby. They're not. They're not even playing. We've talked about them like seven times. <laughs> they're playing uh, the Bruins on Friday. Just, just gotta keep that in mind. Uh, all right, 
that'll do it off the top. Our favorite consensus favorite, uh, first one of the season, I think. Uh, underdog was Columbus at plus two thirty five against the Maple Leafs. Our best bets came in on Carolina's money line for Tim. Nick's like Nick likes the over in Bolts Oilers. I like the Bolts plus one thirty. It's your best bets. Thank you for listening uh, to Line Change all week. Hopefully you were able to come out ahead with some some bets. Hopefully you had uh, Oilers to win from behind, which we talked about last night, came to fruition in uh, a game that happened way too late. Uh, but until next week, for Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski, I'm Michael Leboff. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.